Hey, 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 welcome back to the FMF State of Mind podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Antonio, like always. I got Ness with me. Ness, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. We'll be here surviving, you know, lockdown number two on the way. Just trying to literally just not die <laughs> as COVID is spiking throughout the whole U.S. And really, really excited about Repachaje this weekend with Chivas playing against Nagaxa. And also here to talk about these last two, uh, last two America, no, last two uh, Mexico games with uh, South Korea and Japan. How about you, Antonio? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Like you said, you know, COVID, COVID's making, it's making a comeback, you know, or did it really ever go away? And that no. never went away. I thought, hey, funny, I thought it was going to go away after, uh, you know, November fourth but you know who am i <laughs> no it's still here it's still here and it will still be here no matter who in the goddamn white house but i digress hope y'all are staying safe out there and yes we are going to talk about some repachaje later on uh but first you know we got to tackle i feel like an american president in the 20th century because we got we got to talk about uh defeating the koreans and the japanese so yes. <laughs> let's talk about that <laughs> why don't we but yeah, it, uh, obviously, y'all know Mexico played two of their uh, last friendlies in 2020 against South Korea and Japan. A little Asian tour, even though it was in Austria. Times are weird right now. But yeah, very. Um, uh, three, three, two win. I almost said three one. It was almost three one. Three two win against Korea. Two um, nil against Japan. Both wins. Both uh, Mexico looked good. A lot of positives, but they didn't really look too comfortable in either win. So we're gonna talk about that. So, uh, yeah, man, let's just kick it off. Let's just talk about both of the games. What, what, what are some uh, takeaways you took? What are some things you took away, better said? Uh, top three takeaways. Just wrap, wrap that first game up against South Korea. The first one is Hugo Gonzalez is not if. Not it. I don't know why they call Neither him. goalkeeper is, man. I understand why. He's a younger Mexican goalkeeper. But go ahead. But he's also 30. Well, he looks young. You know? <laughs> when you go to his birthday party and you know you're delivering gifts, it's like you might catch COVID. So I don't know. He was living like a young wild boy out here. So I wouldn't be one to judge. But he ain't it. Second is the second is our defense looks atrocious in both games. Nobody there was not a defender that looked good, even if they were helping an attack like Gallardo was. And on the third, Mexico's front three can't play together. Whoa! Yeah. So you're already you're already throwing away that you're already throwing in the towel I'm not, I'm not, on the trident. I'm not, I'm not I'm not throwing in the towel. It's just too many. Put it this way: it's like you can have the three best basketball players on the feet on the on the on the basketball court. If all three of them are named James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul, it's not gonna work out. Uh, if that many people that that need the ball at their feet that many times, as we see with Tegatito, Lozano, as well as Raúl Jiménez. And kind of really ball hogs when you really think about it in a sense. You know, I think Atito does the majority of the work for his team. Chucky, not not the most part, especially lately with Napoli. He's been more so helping in the defense, really, helping track back. And really more so on the counter you look for him. But Raheem Mena is obviously a huge distributor. You know, he's almost had as many uh, assists as he has had goals in the BPL. Or it's pretty high number. I know he's been knocking the lights out for Wolverhampton. But it's one of the things you look at and you start thinking about you're like all right if this front three isn't working who else would you be able to put in there to kind of make a difference so you know that's when he started seeing the names like Pizarro and Duna and I know Pizarro I know I know you guys you guys hate him he hates guts the most accomplished player in CONCACAF that isn't playing in Europe currently and currently playing with Miami or whatever inner FC Real, Salt, I don't even know what the fuck they're David Beckham's team, how about that? <laughs> they, they don't stick to one different thing. But you start kind of start wondering, it's like those players that, you know, make a huge impact, like the players like Uriel Antuna. It's like, is he going to overtake the spot of like somebody like Tegadito or Lozano just to help facilitate the offense more and not be as so much as like, a, like, you know, he can dribble and everything like that. He can get separation. But he's more so about finding the assist. He's more so about helping the one-two plays. He's more so just trying to penetrate in general. And no matter how it goes, whether he's scoring or he's assisting or he's making a key pass, he's really a team player when it comes to stuff like that. And a lot of these other guys, they're great players for their teams, but they not might not be the best team players trying to facilitate on a starting 11. What do you think? Definitely agree with your first two points, 100%. Um, yeah, Hugo Gonzalez, just like every other keeper we've seen, except Talavera did do a good job against the Netherlands, but like Cota, Gonzalez, 
um, when they used to call up La Hood back in the day, you know, every 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 other keeper besides Memo is just not up to to up to up to brass. I don't know. I don't know not what the term it. is. They don't got the stones for the national team shirt. Um, the goal, the Korea goal, is not 100% Hugo Gonzalez's fault. You know, leaky defense all over. But yeah. he should have made he should have made that save. <laughs> he really should have made yeah. that save. Um, and yeah, like like you said, the defense and defense has always been a low point in not just like Tata Martino's Mexico career, but in, you know we haven't had a good defense in a while. Um, we're obviously more top heavy. We our stars are at you know our, that it's that trident, it's that front three. You know we don't have that many big names um, in the back, especially since Rafa Marquez retired. So the the defense has been very leaky. Um, you know guys like Nestor Araujo don't really don't really impress you like they used to. Guys like Carlos Salcedo, even though he did score a really good goal, they don't really, he hasn't really impressed at the defensive level. Um, Hector Moreno has been solid. He hasn't looked washed, I'll say that. But even him has made, you know, he's not prone, or he is prone to, making, to some he, errors. He's not making the best reads. reads. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, fullbacks, what can we say? I mean, we, we expect them to attack more than to defend, so... Um, but yeah, the defense was just very leaky in both games, and it's it's one of the main reasons why Mexico didn't look comfortable in either of the games, in either of the first halves, really. Um, and then the front three, I mean, uh, in the in the game against Korea, we, uh, I mean, y'all know if you saw the game, we had no finishing, absolutely none. Chucky missed all. a boatload of chances. Raúl, like 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 always, really, he has missed a boatload of chances. Uh, it's unfair to say, but I mean, it is true. And uh, yeah, I, I would. I don't know if this front three isn't working, but I do know for a fact that Tata Martino is going to make it. Is going to make it his duty to make it work. Exactly, he's gonna cram Chicharito some way or another into that starting three. You know, <laughs> he's like he's he realizes that those three are the most not only the most like talented and the most like name like most recognized, but they're also the most marketable. And even though we don't have a nick, even though we don't have a nickname for them yet, it's not MSN or BBC. Uh, Lozano, Tecatito, and Raúl, like they're gonna be the front three. Is this Reddit LTR? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it could be. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter come up with some with some dumbass names. Honestly, no offense to y'all, but come on. Like, but I don't know. Even though, yeah, we did see Antuna kind of slide in, and uh, man, I, I've said this on this podcast before. Antuna is a fucking beast when he puts on that national team shirt. He really is. He turns into MJ, man. I, I, I like looked MJ up. I looked up the stats. Uh, he could be our good luck charm, guys. We have not lost a game when Antuna has played. Do you remember the Gold Cup where Antuna carried Mexico on his fucking back? On his back, bro. And the guy that's playing in the BPL, all this hype and everything like that. And, you know, is is amazing in his own right. Is getting outshined by the kid that's playing for Chivas currently. That he was playing for, obviously, for the, what was it, the LA Galaxy back then. But, you know, you know. He's had 15 caps. Well, 16 now, if you include the Japan one. He just played a couple, couple like, 20 minutes, I think. But he's had eight goals and five assists in like 15, 16 caps. That that's really good for somebody starting out that in a amazing. national team career. And yeah, I know I can hear y'all. It was against Bermuda. It was against you know Guatemalan part-time farmers. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But still, like national team is a different you know it's a different breed. It requires a different set of skills and set of strength and set of mental abilities. Donuts look pretty good so far. And I think yeah, the same yeah, exactly. can be yeah, said about. Um, yeah. I think the same could be said. Sorry about uh, Orbelin Pineda to a lesser degree, because he's also another dog that I've seen that has that fight when he puts on that national team shirt. He might not always be the most talked about in Liga Mekis anymore. Um, he's in a crowded, you know, Cruz Azul forward with uh, you know Cabecita and Santi Jimenez and you know a lot of Piojito, and then we got Elias Hernandez. You know, he's trying to yeah. fit in with, with all with those all those. But when he comes to the national team, I think he, he does really, really good. He made both assi- he made two assists and set up the foul in the Korea game, and then he made one assist against Japan. So, uh, honestly, I think that's why Tata keeps calling him up. I mean, he's going to pull through. So. And exactly. I feel the exact same way in what you're saying, especially about Orbelin, especially on the counter. He is dangerous. You know what I mean? When you talk about you know those front three that we've been talking about, 
and who you feel most comfortable with kind of having the ball going forward. It's like, I feel more comfortable with Orbelin Pineda going up the field. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. Those guys trying to dribble on two or three different defenders. Those, these two games showed that, I think. It's, it's one of those things where you look at, and it's like players like him, Luis Romo, Antuna, just because they're not playing in Europe or wherever it might be, they're going to be looked down upon. And I think that's where people kind of kind of stop kind of looking at it that way. Because if you really think about it, it's like the Mexico national team shouldn't just be the best players that are playing in Europe. Because what if they do get together? What if they do fucking suck? And they don't have those uh, same attributes and same teammates that make them perform so well the national team. And it's handicapping the national team at a certain point. You know, you can have your most famous player ever. But, you know, you can't force him to be in a starting 11, no matter how hard he wanted to, if he just doesn't fit onto the team or not. And he, that's good. He can be a good bench player. They can do whatever they want to do with that. But at the end of the day, it's like if that player doesn't fit, that player just might not fit into the scheme that, you know, Tata Martino has set up, which is, you know, very counter heavy and very, uh, very, very responsive to the teams that take advantage of the ball more. You know what I mean? That kind of get that high press. Well, not that high press. It's like that low to mid-range press. Kind of start closing off the gaps. You know, hope one of your center midfielders will be able to make a play and be able to kind of cause a turnover. And then from there, kind of counterattack based off of that. And when you see players like Raul Jimenez, he should be thriving in this system. This is really, really, really similar to what he plays to under uh, Ness, uh, what is what is full name? Nestor over there in uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. So it's something that kind of perplexes you and you don't know if that jersey just kind of fits heavy on him or if it's just him working out the kinks because he's done amazing things for Mexico, you know, as scoring that goal against uh, Panama to even help us qualify for the 2014 Mexico World legendary Cup. Legendary goal. Not Mexico World Cup, but legendary goal. That's one yeah. we remembered, you know, we talking about Chirito holding, you know, the goal scoring record, but that moment I think will be more remembered than Chicharito being the maximum goal scoring record. Oh, for sure. Older. And Raul's creeping his way up into the, the top 30 or whatever. He's already making his way up. Oh, up yeah. There. He's already up there. He, he, he's going to get there, but it's just you see so many opportunities squandered, and it really frustrates you. Not top 30. And top I don't think I've seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, top 10. I was like, top 30. Oh, shit, I might be in the top no, 30. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know joking, why I said 30. I think <laughs> I, he's close to 30 goals is what I meant to say. Yeah. I was like, you know, you know, put some respect on Carlos Fierro's name. But, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, he, he can do well, and he, he should do well, but he just squanders so many opportunities. It's kind of like when Chucky played for PSV, and you would just see him waste shot after shot, and then at the end of the game, you know, he's he'd end up with like a 7.6 rating on sofa score, and he'd have one goal and like a couple completed dribbles, but like it looked like he was dominating, but you know, the stats don't show that because he's not finishing. Right, exactly. And I, I think Raul kind of knows that too, because I do see him very I, I see his work rate is still high he's not just standing up there like chicharito in the galaxy you know what i'm saying he tracks back a oh, lot yeah. and he, he i've seen him in these past you know two games i think in the korea game and specifically you know see him on the wings with like chuki and the gatito in the center and and i'm and it's it, it's surprising when you see that but like sometimes it's what you have to do if something's not working out for you you got to find other ways to get involved and I think Raul understands exactly. that, and that's that's a good trait to have. But yeah, I mean, uh, how yeah, long really how long do we have to wait for the Wolves Jimenez to, to show up with the, on the score I don't know, sheet? But I feel like I feel like slowly but surely he's getting there. At least he's scoring now. It's not like the Netherlands game where it's like wasted every right. single opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think he's starting to get more comfortable. And this is something where, especially with COVID and everything that's happened this year, these guys haven't had the opportunity to be together as they usually would have. Yeah, exactly. And he's kind of cemented his start place as a starting striker. And we just had to kind of got to give him the benefit of the doubt this year and kind of the past year for everything that's been going on and what's happened. It's not a normal year. And I think we try to rationalize it because we're still living in it. But it's like, we look back in five years, we're going to be like, we're fucking crazy for saying that that didn't work or doing this or yeah. doing that. And, he, and even with me saying this front three isn't working, it's like, they might work together in the future. It's just, you know, maybe we don't know. They maybe they know something that we don't know. That's why they're in the positions that they are and they put those people in those spots. Like Tata Martino obviously knows more we can criticize from the sidelines, but he talks to these players. He sees the game plan. He's at practice with them. He sees who he can depend on when it's most needed. So that's why we see a lot of these experimentations and you know you see Memo Ochoa playing as good as he played against Japan basically stopping every single chance they had in the first opportunity Mm -hmm. Martino actually came out 
at the end of the game and said, this is the worst first half I've ever seen Mexico play in general. And, you know, that's not something that a Mexico head coach would usually say, even no matter how, how bad they played, because they would be so afraid of losing their jobs. Like, imagine if it was Javier Aguirre or Piojo Herrera. Like, they'd be blaming the refs. Or yeah. They would be, <laughs> they'd, they'd be blaming the refs or just saying, you know, it's like they just had our card or kind of give in like Javier Aguirre would or just play really defensive. But no, he didn't. He said we sucked. <laughs> and he's not afraid of losing his job because he knows there's other jobs lined up for him. And he's a good coach. Right. And that's something that I like seeing. And that's something that's really refreshing when it comes to the Mexican coach. Because usually they're Biesa afraid to do or say anything. Yeah, that Biesa mentality. Where, exactly. And it's, man, I, I, to this day, I still wish Biesa would have coached the Mexico national team. There was always rumors that spiraling around back when he was still in second division of the, of the English, uh, in the English leagues. And I really wish something that would have happened, but I don't think before he went to Leeds, I think that was a, that was a rumor. It never yeah. ended up coming to anything. We got one of his pupils. I think that that Martino is pretty good. Exactly, yeah. So I think I, I think we're set with our coach until the next World Cup, and then we'll evaluate him based off that. But if he can get us past the game, the round of 16, I think he's considered a god automatically. <laughs> no, <laughs> and no for sure. Slander for sure. Will be uh, tolerated because no, he was the one that was able to break the curse. Man. Exactly. He can have my firstborn <laughs> child. I don't care. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Call it now. Go ahead. Do cu- cut your cut, cut your arm open. <laughs> do the blood ritual. <laughs> Sacrifice oh, away. But uh, no, it's 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 crazy, man. But it's something that you can like to see. But it's like you see players like Hector Moreno and like uh, Ochoa playing well, and it's like fuck, they might start at the next World Cup. <laughs> yeah. And they will probably start at the next World Cup. They will. Here's the That's thing. The scary part. Really quick. Here's the thing I noticed with the defense. A lot of people are really like don't get the Hector Moreno call up and whatever, and I get it. And like I said, he he's past his prime, but he's I, to me he hasn't looked washed. But I feel like he so he started both games, and he played I think 90 minutes both games, and yeah. that's really I think it's because first Cesar Montes got injured unfortunately after the South Korea game, mm-hmm. and I think Tata still doesn't trust Salcedo and Araujo together because they were the two number one culprits for the Argentina thrashing yeah, exactly. last year. Oh God, don't get me started. I, I oh, feel wow. like that's why yeah. Moreno played both game 90 minutes. I think he doesn't trust Salcedo and Araujo together exactly. still. I don't know, but that's just an assumption I have. I wouldn't either, shit. I don't trust those guys either, shit. No, that, that's just something funny that I, that I uh, realized. But yeah, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, I, I tweeted it out from the FMF account. That kind of went semi-viral. Like Ochoa is going to start at the next World Cup. It's a, it's you, you yeah, saw the no, saves yeah. he made against Japan. Like no other keeper yeah, is waiting. saving like that. And then you know I don't I don't really watch America games, but I always see like Ivan Pineda. Shout outs to you, bro. Like kind of trashing him every now and then, and I'm right. just like, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Memo stock is on the you know on decline, and then uh, this fucker shows up to the Japon game, and it's like it's 2014 again. It's different, bro. That national- you know what? Ochoa's not an America player. He's a national team player with yeah, a side gig. Yeah, that's honestly god. He just he, he's he's a Mexico national team player with endorsements, and he just decided he's gonna play with the Medica for charity. Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. He needs he needs to pay the water bill somehow, you know. But that's honest to God. His number one, his number one reason to play is the national team, and, and you can really see it because like yeah, he's good. You, know, he's gonna you start. know how I know he's starting the next World Cup? No. Because I heard people talking about you know why don't they call him Chewy Corona? And I'm just like yeah, it's over. Oh, dude. <laughs> Hey, uh, if y'all watch the game on 2DN in the U.S., like I think it's Pablo Ramirez who always brings yeah, up Chuy Corona. Talks about always that's actually who said it. Fucking Chuy. That's actually who said it too. That's the funny part about all this. It's like and it just got me in my head. I'm like, wow, dude, Chuy is really gonna start the next World Cup. Yeah. They're bringing up they're like bringing up. God, like Sebastian isn't even playing for Cruz. So he's not even their second best keeper, man. It's like, <laughs> no, man, it's it's it's, oh, it's ropes. It's like it's ropey tough. out of here. Rough man, this this COVID economy man. <laughs> and listen, like 20, 2022 tough. will come and go, but then twenty twenty six, which arguably is a more important World Cup for Mexico since it'll be in our backyard. Who's gonna be our keeper then? Because we can't be having yeah, a fifty year old Ochoa out there. <laughs> we're going, hey Conejo Perez two point baby. <laughs> That's something we need to no, look at I in think, the future. I, 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 I think if we don't make the at least the quarters and. 2026 they're just wanna they're, Mexico is just gonna burn to the ground <laughs> they're 
everybody's just gonna be pissed. No, bro, we like, it was they have to. Man. They're gonna do some South Korea shady business like in O2 with the refs, and they're gonna they're gonna oh, make God, us I can go to the it. quarterfinals. There's gonna be uh, people held up in a hotel in Atlanta again. <laughs> the only two times Mexico has made the quarterfinals was in. 1970, 1986, which were held in Mexico. In like Mexico. they're gonna, exactly. they're gonna pull some strings. <laughs> yeah, they are. Whether legitimate or not, they're gonna, they're gonna we'll have the. They're gonna pull yeah, a Panama Diego, in the in the, the gold Diego cup. Maradona, like handball goal, like Thierry Henry against Ireland. Refs are gonna pull up <laughs> in qualifiers. Refs are gonna pull a gold cup semifinal, Mexico versus Panama. Remember that total rob? Oh my god, I remember. <laughs> remember that total stick up we did? I remember. Jesus. I'm really sorry to all the Panamanians. Like, yeah. I, I really don't know. Is that what they're called? That sounds, that sounds like you call them crazy. Like, Panamaniacs, Panamanians. Panamanians, Panamanians, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Panamanians. So. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I'm, re- I'm really sorry to all my Panamanians out there, man. I mean, I have no control over that game, but man, y'all were robbed. <laughs> it was right there. Y'all were robbed, straight up. Nighttime robbery, yeah, but hey, bogus. I mean, hey, ain't nobody wanted to watch P- Panama Jamaica in a Gold Cup final. Exactly, yeah. No. Hey, Panama Papers 2.0, baby. <laughs> Those, <laughs> we're just gonna, yeah. We did everybody stop talking about that, right? Yeah, everybody, yeah, no one cares anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I mean, Panama Jamaica, Trump, even Trump would have been tweeting, these ratings are atrocious. Exactly. These ratings are atrocious. These He's are... like, how's, how's Trinidad and Tobago even playing as one team? Worst they've two ever different been. Countries. Worst. <laughs> Because two Mexico countries. and the U.S. aren't playing in the final. Yes. <laughs> Mexico's not bringing their best. Oh my! <laughs> Dude, I can't, I can't wait for him to finally get to get out of here. The boy is wild. Oh yeah. Man. If y'all didn't listen to our little election podcast we did, I recommend y'all do. It's a good listen. But uh, last yeah, week, uh, strange new world we live in. Exactly. Where the new president-elect isn't getting any briefings on intel so that we can best know how to deal and cope with things as soon as he gets inaugurated on January 20th, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Can't come soon enough, I tell you. Yeah, exactly. But- Trump's trying to burn everything to the ground. <laughs> Leaving no evidence. <laughs> um, let's talk about the injuries. Because uh, oh, yeah. that's, that's kind of a topic that, that has been brought up on Twitter and stuff like that. Because um, obviously, uh, really focused on the Liga Mekis teams. Because Cesar Montes got injured after the South Korea game. So did Memo before the game uh, before the games even played, remember? The Diojo was putting up a whole fit. Oh, yeah. In the last tour. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was going exactly. full bullfrog. He was fucking losing it. But now it's fucking playoff time. And Monterrey might be without Cesar Montes, who's, you know, pretty key player for them. Exactly. Even more key, the, even more yeah. key though, is Alexis Vega for Chivas, who got injured with the under-23s in a glorified scrimmage against Cruz Azul. You, you can't gotta, really write this shit, be, but yeah. it happened. Tapatio's gonna tapatio, baby. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I didn't even know they played a scrimmage with Cruz Azul. Why Cruz Azul? <laughs> Why the, I don't know. I don't know what. Is it, they're just like, yeah. Cruz Azul's going to drop the ball on the second or third run anyway. They always do. What are we worried about Cruz Azul? Uh, <laughs> damn, that really fucking sucks. Is it Macias also out? Uh, I mean, he was he was injured. But I Honestly, think, I think he's we're, back, probably, we're probably better off without him. Just leave him on the bench. Like, you don't feel too good? He's like, I feel fine. I'm ready to play. I don't know, man. Yeah. Still walking kind of weird. You might want to get on the bench. <laughs> Just go ahead and let uh, go ahead and let uh, who who started who started uh, last game? Yeah, there you go. And he scored. He did, yeah. Beautiful header. Yep. Contorted his body. There's your five dollar vocab word of the day, people. <laughs> uh, people like people listen to listen up. One guy, I thank you and I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he contorted his whole body and he scored a beautiful goal. I was even listening to CDN, and they were just like they don't—they couldn't believe how he kind of got his body to turn that way. And I didn't really think about it too much. I was like, "Oh, it's just a header goal." Chelo's I looked been... back and saw it, and I was like, "They're right." I was like, "That was a pretty great goal." I was like, "I didn't—I didn't really think about it at the time, but looking back, that's a pretty good fucking goal." Yeah, I'm glad he scored. He really needed it too because he's been abused for so long. Um, I barely saw him on the bench at all this season before he yeah, got exactly. that game. So it's nice for him to score like that. But yeah, now Chivas is gonna miss Alexis Vega, who's been. Um, probably the, the key player for them, you know, in terms of like yeah. goals and the assists. The cheekster himself, exactly, as far as man. the link up play between we, we're not like, gonna see, the backfield. We're not going to see that cake. And, I know. 
when I see that cake running around the midfield losing balls. No. Oh man, <laughs> Eden Hazard, what? <laughs> uh. Like you know, you know, you know when players do that ball fake. Yeah, and they're just like you know, just like they'll act like they're going one direction. They'll just follow the flow of the ball. Yeah, I feel like he's always doing that, but he just won't go the way of the ball. <laughs> Bro. And he just forgets the fucking ball. The, defend- and, uh, the defenders are going to be like, field. you remember that meme that was like, all double cheeked up on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, double, double cheeked up. On, <laughs> like, damn, what you doing out here with all that ass? Yeah, exactly. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. The sun is still The out. sun is out. <laughs> <laughs> That's defenders marking Alexis Vega. That's real talk. That's Atlas defenders. Uh, oh, man. That's Malcora, uh, like defending Alexis Vega. Oh, Atlas, man. Uh, he's, he's the actual owner of Atlas. It's not Orlegi Sports. Yeah, you, you've been lied no. to. Yeah, exactly. But damn, uh, that sucks. He's not going to be in there because he's really the link up play between the backfield and Antuna and trying to get exactly. those balls forward. Him and Antuna are. Because Macias isn't going to do anything. Right. Fucking Farm Boyette over here. Just going to sit in the middle and just wait for a ball Fucking to come roll. in for the perfect opportunity. Then he's going to bounce it wide. <laughs> Fucking Rolf, man. Even the slump, man. And I've been supporting Macias against all this slander. But about <laughs> next thing you know, I'm, 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 I got the pitchfork out just like everybody else. And I'm just like, hey, y'all got a fucking point. Let's go get this motherfucker. <laughs> like, man. You know, all the jokes of Chivas ruining him after he came back from Leon. I was like, haha, you guys are funny. Because he started off pretty good, you know? Of course, and then yeah. Just fast forward to right now, and it's like the boy has no confidence. He hasn't gotten a haircut. And it's weird you know, because... He's in his own head. He doesn't try to do link-up play. He's not playing as like a traditional number nine. He's really stretched out forward. And as us playing with like two deep CDMs, as we have been, it's like before, you know, one of them got accused of, you know, sexual misconduct or being part of sexual misconduct and not mm. playing for the team anymore. And uh, you, you really saw him struggle with that, and he couldn't really run back, and that's why you had to see Vega try to do that link-up play and kind of try to play as a number nine or do whatever to try to get the ball forward in general. And right. When it's it's because it's, it's real easy to play against Chivas because if you realize Vega's doing that, you just double mark him, and then you just kind of leave Macias alone with the defender back there and just hope Macias doesn't beat him, which has been going so far. He probably wouldn't, but. Um, it's, it's tough, man. It's like, it's tough, especially with everything that's been going. But Rogodino is playing better. You know, he's looking real good. You know, Ponce is going to Ponce. Ponce is going to be Ponce. You just got to take the good with the bad, you know. He looks <laughs> good running in those shorts. But he might not make the best pass at times. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> especially when he's under pressure. <laughs> he might be fucking around, you know. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got everything, but... You know, Christian Calderon, since being injured and Ponce stepping up, he hasn't really haven't even gotten a chance to get a starting job back. Right. And then we got Angulo kind of playing that same role that Antuna's been playing in the midfield and seeing wherever he fits. Trying to be that same link between, you know, the backfield and going forward because Shiva's it's like as far as the way they've been playing, they've been real possessive, like, as far as, like, lately. Especially against, like, Monterrey. Well, no, I think they're getting whooped against Monterrey. Monterrey had did everything. And in the last 10 minutes, Monterrey just stopped giving a fuck and then they gave up three goals. Right. They pulled the Korea. Yeah, exactly. They pulled the Korea. Like, last exactly second. <laughs> I don't know if that's racist. Like, is that, like, sneaky? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> factual. It's what happened. Come. It's fact. Yeah, it's actually. Actually. <clears throat> actually. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's an ableist term. No. Uh, but, uh. What is it called? I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Nagaxa. I feel like we can fuck up easily this game and almost end up losing. We got the likes of uh, that good young goalkeeper that they have. What's his name? The one uh, Jenny Summers is always crushing over. Oh, Nikak- Malagon. Malagon. Malagon, yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. looked decent. He's looked decent this year. He's, yeah. I mean, he looks good. good I don't know how he plays, man. but he looks like he's, a, he's an attractive guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was. <laughs> All right, now we're just rating men. Now we're. <laughs> Now we're just rating. So you got Malagon ahead or behind be Ponce? This might be. <laughs> but no, he's. A, I don't blame him. Who's he, the he looks, Kelly Oubre? But no, he's. A, I don't know. Who would be the Kelly? <laughs> I'm no clue. Very attractive, but um, but yeah, no. Just going back to it, he, he looked very good. They got Mayorga also, which is looks solid, and then they also have guess who else? <laughs> Zendejas. Oh, oh. He's he thought that fucker was gone. 
Psych. Yes, he has. He was Liga MX's, I think, player of the week, I think, a week ago. Yeah. For that performance that he had. I think he had two goals. I forgot against two. And he could have had almost a hat trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Chivas players you know are for? flourishing after they leave the club. And Gael Sandoval is another story from Santos. Oh, my God. Dude, he just scored like last week, didn't he? Bro, like he's a week been scoring last week? Bangers. Oh, God. He's been scoring slappers. He's been back into it. It's like back into it. He's been years, bro. He's been doing I mean, volleys, do half volleys. Man. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi just sitting there like, you were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much money we paid for you? That's how it, that's how it works. God. That shit frustrates you, man. And you got, what is it called? Everybody else and playing for this the San Diego Earthquakes. <laughs> San Jose. Everybody sorry. else. <laughs> so everybody else playing. <laughs> Two players playing okay. amazing. Yeah, exactly. But every TV stuff fan lives in California. All of a sudden, they're a, they're a San Jose fan. Oh, diehard. I'm sure. Yeah, diehard. I know, right? And it's like, weren't y'all just out here rooting for a captain for LAFC? But that's none of my business, you know? No, no, no. None of my business. <laughs> they don't got the goal to be Chicago Fire fans. No. Name top five Chicago Fire players right now. You can't, because I know I can't, and I've been a club supporter. So what's that saying about you? <laughs> what does that say about the fire? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> They're under uh, new ownership. We're going to see if it, uh, they can do something, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Not like yeah, this. Exactly. Not like this. Not like this. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, wild card weekend is this, is this weekend, man. A new, yeah, exactly. a new it's, sensation you know, for Liga Mickey's fans. When you, a, when you said a wild card weekend, I was like, "Fuck, the Bears are five and five. What do you mean wild card?" <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, Liga Mickey's like, no, man. They exactly, saw what was yeah. working, and they're going after the rating. They're going after the money. Exactly. They're like, "Who's 12th? Z- uh, Masatlan, put him in the fucking playoffs right now." <laughs> they just pressed the "This is easy" button, the Staples one. Yeah. And then, you know, next thing you know, Masatlan's in the playoffs. Why? Well, you know what I mean. Almost. Almost. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so the repechaje is this weekend. Saturday, Santos Pachuca and Chivas Necaxa. Then Sunday, Tigres against Toluca and Monterrey against Puebla. Um, Who you got Saturday? Huh? Who you got Saturday? As far as that first game, so Santos, Santos Pachuca. Pachuca is clearly the the most tough one to judge. Uh, merely because Santos has been kind of disappointing this season. And I know they beat Chivas pretty handily. Um, I know because that, that game was shit, though. Like the conditions. Was that game was mind. shit. It was like raining right. real hard. Little Rudy turned into like Superman. I was like, yeah, no, come on. Yeah, yeah it, it, but they are two kind of very similar teams. Um, so uh, I don't know, man. Forge hasn't really been his self this season, he hasn't been scoring. And I know that just like just like two days ago or a day ago, he said he still wants to be called up to the Mexico national team. I don't know, buddy. You had your chance. <laughs> I don't know. We still want you now. Yeah, but exactly. uh, now I, I think. Listen, if I had to put money on it, I'm gonna say. You know what? You only live once. I'm gonna say Pachuca makes the upset. Why yeah, I'm not? saying Pachuca. I don't even think it's an upset, bro. I think Pachuca's gonna you handle so? it like well. Yeah. Yeah. Pachuca's I, in good form. I don't know, man. Santos is an experienced team. They Their got coach my, is good. They, they, they got up. They got my favorite rooted out boy. Oh man, Pocho. And you know the legend. Oh man, Victor. Pocho Guzman. Robinson Cano? Oh, Pocho Guzman. Robinson. Oh, no. that's. <laughs> oh, no. Wrong team. <laughs> wrong. Oh, it's, right, it's right continent, but wrong country. Uh, no, but then they got him. Obviously, Eric Aguirre. They got, uh, you Great know, player. some other guy that's probably... Eric Aguirre been 21 for like seven years. Now. <laughs> God damn. That guy's still playing on the U21s? <laughs> Bro, that man been a prospect since That guy's like Orbelin Pineda back in 2010. That man been a prospect since the womb. This guy's a limit for this fucker. Exactly. Since the womb, he's been a prospect. Oh, God. He has really been, though. It's fucking nuts. Good player, though. We've really about player. buying him for the last six windows. Very so, versatile. Let's, you know. He can play left Maybe. back, left wing, center mid, like... Left, w- left, right, mid wing. You know, <laughs> all these great positions taken up by some of the best. 
It's uh, but if you ask me to name three other players on the team, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Victor Davila, he's been he's been coming into Victor, his own lately. Vi- oh yeah, he has. Uh, who else? The Colleen Kazem Richards or whatever the hell is. Oh, no, he's not there anymore. He's not, not there anymore. Oh shit. He they joined. Uh, he joined Rooney in Derby County. He joined, oh yeah, he is over there. What the yeah. fuck? That shit's weird, bro. I forgot. But do they in milks all that shit? So I think I saw a headline like that. Yeah, he's, he's back at Derby. <laughs> like who's making these sensationalist headlines? It's crack. El dijo que Mexicanos. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Do they be wild with these fucking clickbait? I don't want to hear about this article, shit, bro. I mean, like, I follow like one bullshit ass page, one football, on Instagram. It has like the most wild like transfer rumors. Holy shit. Cristiano Ronaldo to Venados, and I'm like, get the fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's what you need to do with the Mazatlan English. Just, just create wild rumors of people going to Mazatlan. <laughs> And then one of them comes true, and they're just like, oh, shit, this guy knows. Hey, Sergio Aguero. That could be a shout. I know his brother's playing in, like, the lower leagues of Mexico. True. He's, he's going to end up playing for Atletico some weeks. <laughs> oh, shit. That could be a, that could be a shout, you know? He goes to connect. His no, contract's yeah, up like, at the end of the season. Yeah, oh, so I'm trying, I'm trying to watch the highlights for this uh, this uh, Japan game, which there really weren't none. It was just a white fucking screen. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... but I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to watch it and I'm just like the first half's done and I'm just like whoo man Mexico fucking avoided that second half comes on and then they put fucking Sergio Aguero's uh, like BPL winning like goal but they put it behind like FIFA 17 simulated goal like right. of Aguero doing that like, like the, uh, FIFA the 17. Aguero yeah exactly yeah that fucking thing the and then I'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me I'm like did I just get fucking like Rickrolled or some shit? Is that like is that called like Aguero or some shit? Like what is this? But I'm like I click on another link for another video, different guy and everything like that. It's the same fucking video. Yeah. And I'm just like right, I'm starting to get pissed off at this point. So I just look, you know, when you because I was trying to click on the shorter highlights because you look at the resume and it's like fucking 50 minutes long and it's showing you like what color uh <laughs> what color Chucky Lozano's uh, socks were <laughs> like you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like showing every little thing that happened in the fucking game and you just want like right. the quick highlights. I'm just trying to watch the quick highlights just to get yeah. caught up. And that, then um yeah, just like two, three different videos kept popping up with that same shit and I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. I think those but even videos, when I did get to see the goals, those videos it was like come up. I think because people like create highlight packages, but like they want to release them immediately after the game, so they do, <laughs> but they obviously don't have them finished. So they make yeah, it exactly. seem like it's a longer video by putting in those yeah, exactly. like bullshit animations and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got yeah. trolled, bro. You want to talk about uh, Diego Linus? What, what, what? And why he didn't get to play? <laughs> he got to play for three minutes. Three minutes only. After scoring a game-tying goal yeah, exactly. against Algeria last time around. Oh, good. But yeah, didn't get, didn't get no minutes this time around. Uh, I was Pizarro in there for so fucking long. He just disappeared for like 30 minutes in the game, man. I just forgot he was even playing for I a mean, second. that's kind of the Pizarro way as of late. <laughs> As, as of late, no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's really right, top really five the worst players for this, these past two games. For these past two games, uh, let me see who was playing. Hold up, let me pull up the lineups. I had them up here. <clears throat> top five worst players, no order. I'm gonna say uh, overall, if we're taking both games into consideration, I think Pizarro's up there. Yeah. I think, I think Pizarro's an easy dump. No one's gonna say, Oh, I can't believe you disrespect Pizarro like that. And I think if a guy did say that, he has blonde bleach fucking hair. And I don't <laughs> care about his opinion anyway. <laughs> no, I mean Pizarro man, like oh god. He's done he's done he's done nothing of note. He's done nothing exactly. of note. He looks good doing it. Fuck. He looks good doing it. But he's like, when you think of like a, you think of footballer, like stereotypical, you're just like, oh my god, I look like this. You customize your pro, your pro player on pro clubs. Yeah. It looks like Pizarro, but you're like, you're dropping dimes all the time. Pizarro's just kind of standing there. Yeah. That's the difference. Wait, I mean, to be fair to him, the for the start against Japan, he did link up. I saw, I did see him link up with the other two forwards a little bit. Sir, this is a Wendy's. We're not giving Pisado credit for anything. Okay? <laughs> I don't care. But I don't overall, care if he went out there and scored a hat trick. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 I don't know, man. He's 
MLS. What no, we're say? tough on him. He's MLS, baby. MLS go MLS. Unless you're Carlos Vela, because that's the guy. <laughs> um, let's yeah. see. Who else? You're going to cut this whole situation up like Chicha. You know what I mean? At least, in the, at least he's doing better than that. So, I mean, it could be worse. Let's see. Who else is catching these strays? That's one. Call oh. him crazy, but at least you called, you know? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I, I got one. Let's say it. You're not gonna like it. Oh no. Charlie and the chocolate fucking factory. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that too. No, yeah, Charlie. Oh man, the boy looked out of his death a little bit. A little bit. In both of these games, man. Damn. He looked out of his death. Um, Liverpool when I live upon. The way I saw him these last two games, what the fuck's going on? I mean, I wanted more from him, man. Yeah, man, he he made Nabi Keita in that World Cup game, in the Club World Cup game, look like a complete uh, sack of potatoes. But nah, yeah. nah, not this time around. Made Nabi Keita's rating go down in FIFA. He's 83 now. I was like, wow, fucking wow, Charlie Charlie's did ruining everybody's <laughs> careers out here. Back Charlie pockets. Did. They had to they had to go by Thiago from Bayern Munich to, so they could <laughs> never let that happen again. Just so they could compete. <laughs> With Monterrey, baby, let's go. No, no yeah, you got, Charlie, you got, Mex- you got you're in Mexican back pockets, man. We in trouble. We- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, but yeah, I wanted more from Charlie, man, and he's he's it's it's disappointing because he's he's the, he's literally the natural successor to like Hector Herrera and stuff. Um, you know, he's next up, but I did not see him really. He, he didn't make any like many major mistakes but i just didn't see him in he didn't he didn't have the ball that much to be honest and in the in the jap in the japan game it was his the, sub off sir in the in the what in the <laughs> wait what did i say in the japan game no 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 yeah you, you just said the first three letters though oh oh no 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 <laughs> japan 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 that's the name of the country oh man no 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 in the japan game in the- <laughs> It was his sub off for uh, Edson Alvarez that kind of fixed the midfield when Edson linked up with Luis Romo, um, yeah. and kind of you know made it easier for Mexico to distribute the ball and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Charlie definitely was. Uh, he's still gonna get called up more, and I do like him as a player, but you know it was just kind of weak this time around. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'd say what do the you same have thing. At, I'd say the same like thing for uh, Jesus Gallardo too. I didn't see much of him in either of these games. Sir, I'm going to need you to refrain from Gallardo slander because he's the only person we know starting in the 2022 World Cup. I mean, he's got the left-back spot locked up. I'm just saying. I'm telling you, Atletico Madrid I'm has saying. a checkbook out. And maybe, right? We don't need negative press and maybe going it's on Gallardo. Because, maybe right? it's because Chucky's back, so he's kind of taken, taken a hold of that left wing, that, the, the whole left wing as a whole. But yeah, yeah I didn't exactly. see Gallardo uh, too much go up. Or back. Yeah, because we know he's not a great trust, You couldn't trust Pizarro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pizarro goes too far. He loses the ball. You get Gallardo out of position. Next thing you know, he looks like Carvajal trying to run back, you know? <laughs> right. And then obviously Hugo Gonzalez, but he just had one game, but he was just just not just not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got the fucking ball bouncing off his face going in for a goal. You're just like, oh, come on. Yeah, you're fucking better. I will say this, <laughs> and a lot of people might not like it, and even I don't like saying it. But Chaka Rodriguez was pretty good. <laughs> Boo. In the moments we saw him, he was pretty good. He wasn't bad. <laughs> he wasn't bad. And by not bad, I mean Brian's, he didn't make Brian's typing up a fucking email right now, so you fucking best be ready. Oh, man, This motherfucker is amped. He, he didn't make a mistake. And he's clearly Tata's favorite. I don't know you why. You that through ball he had? Not even through ball. That, like, in the air he had to do that? Yeah. That shit was fucking beautiful. I, I don't know why he's Tata's favorite, but at least he can he pulled through Dude, this come time. come on. You saw those skills against the Netherlands? He crossed over, like, three D1 players for, like, what is it called? <laughs> like, well, some of the top clubs in Europe. Come on now. I mean, I, I don't know, man. But Put Chuck, that with Chuck that. Couple that with that shiny head. And, you know, that's one of the guys, you know, he gets his fucking head cut open in the middle of the game. He's still going to come out and play. He's not going to care. Oh, yeah. He's going to go out there and say, put the bandage over my head. Can I see? No. I don't know how many fingers you're holding up, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the field. That that does... That does seem like he's, he'd be the guy. He probably got a fucking concussion that day, you know? <laughs> he'd be the guy, yeah. No, no, no. Jorge Sanchez ain't doing that. He, he limping off no, the field. No, he wouldn't. Exactly, yeah. 
He's like, nah, he'd limp it off the field and blame it on the ref. Like he's, he's like, no, 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 you know I ain't I mean? getting my my yeah. man bun <laughs> undone <laughs> like this. Hey, Hothead played pretty well. He didn't. We didn't see too much of him, but I'm excited because. No. Uh, you know, because Mexicans are more, uh, Mexicans care more about potential than actual talent. So I'm giving Jorge the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? That's on, that's honest to God the truth. And yeah, man, <laughs> we. <laughs> oh God, we all need therapy. But <laughs> exactly. But uh, but I I'm, I'm excited for him in the future. If he's not good, I won't be excited for him in the future. But for right now, I'm excited for him in the future. That's how, <laughs> that's how those statements should work every single fucking time. Because it's not honest truth. <laughs> it's fucking a wild card. All right, so for Saturday's first game, you're calling we Santos to beat them 6-0? That's fucking crazy, man. No, oh, that's oh, oh no, you thought Pachuca, Pachuca yeah. wins. No, yeah, Pachuca I think, wins. But it, yeah, exactly. But honestly, Santos might pull the upset. But I think it's the Pachuca and my mind are favored to win. Uh, yeah, I, I think Pachuca pulls it. Um, Santos haven't had a good season, man. No, they haven't. Julio Fuch isn't in- being talked about as being Mexico's next striker, so that's how you know he's falling off. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> the pressure's getting to him. Now he's going to pull a Rocky <laughs> Menes. <and> gonna- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's gonna- or you're just going to pull a Rogelio Funes Mori and just, just get injured and just blame the season on that. Like, oh, I got injured, you know. He couldn't really do much. The team <laughs> needs me. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. But yeah, I, we we yeah we both said Pachuca. I think Pachuca's gonna take it. Uh, yeah, but really, it's close. Is. You know, it go either way. It's the only close one, I'll say, because the next one, exactly. Chivas and Necaxa. Even without Alexis, I think Chivas has kind of. I would be really disappointed if they lose. <laughs> Let's just it's keep a blowout. And I know Necaxa. Oh, this is interesting. Chivas are gonna lose like 5-0. It's gonna be great. Buchester is gonna get fired. I can't I, wait. No, I saw <laughs> that Necaxa won. So they ended the season on a five-game win streak, right? Yeah. Um, which is mind-blowing enough, considering their coach. You know what's even more mind-blowing? What? We beat the champs, the champions. Oh, for the guys that own all the cups in Mexico currently. The Bayern we Munich. beat those guys. The, the, yeah, Bayern, Bayern Munich in, North in the world, the Club World Cup, the Bayern Munich. <laughs> But no, no, no. Exactly. Necaxa has a five-game win streak, which is already weird because their their coach is Profe Cruz, who's like you exactly. know the very the, conservative. Yeah, Profe Cruz, who's like the fucking ex-girlfriend of every Liga MX team ever. Yeah, exactly. But, Everybody has a Profe Cruz story. It's like that <laughs> slutty guy in that in your friends group. You know, ladies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know. What I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, but what's crazier though is I saw that it was their first time ever having a five-game win streak. In uh, short tournaments. First time ever. So Since I'm like, like 96. No. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, there's no way Chivas lose this, right? It could happen. I can see it happening. Oh, I just man. hope From that uh, we brought our... Has goal. I can see I it just hope. I just hope we go in with a brave face, you know? <laughs> just try our best. But no, honestly, I think scoring is going to be an issue for us and what their, how good their goalkeeper is. I think what's gonna we're gonna concede. There's, <laughs> come on, let's be realists here. Chivas are gonna concede. It's like especially when you got the likes of like Ponce, like fucking around back there, and then you got Gudinho, which frankly has stepped up and is doing good. I trust him more than I trust Donio. You know what I mean? Right. But Mir can only do so much to make up for Tiba or Briseño's mistakes. And Chapo's gonna be solid, but. Sometimes you just see he doesn't have that height on that side of the field that he needs. So, the way I see it playing out, they're going to get a lot of good opportunities on goal for us. And I think it's going to be when Chivas push forward and we're going to be on transition and you got Molina trying to catch up and you got, you know, two against one with like Mir. And we'll see based off those plays whoever ends up taking it. But I think Chivas are going to have a hard time penetrating, especially without Vega kind of helping facilitate. And I think that's where they're going to put eventually uh canelo in there try to mediate between the midfield and forward because Macias isn't gonna do much and if we're being honest Brizuela is just a fucking paperweight at this point and for a guy that was all about speed as he gets older he doesn't have that speed anymore so you just see him kind of dribbling around in circles until he passes it and he doesn't have the best decision making skills at all you know say what you will about Macias right now I'd much rather trust Macias in the box than Misuela because Misuela is fucking reckless and he can beat four guys and think his luck's not going to run out and beat that one last guy to get off a decent shot or that one bogus ass shot he hits right outside the box that like always curves (laughs) 
and just narrowly misses the net. He hits like one or two of those every other game, and it just really fucking pisses me off because those balls could be better utilized to help facilitate his teammates and set them up in better ways, especially when it comes inside the box. Like with players like Antuna specialize in. So I think it all declines on whether Chivas can get the ball to Antuna with space in front of him. And if they can, then Chivas win 2 1. How about you? What do you think? I think it's going to be a Chivas win. Uh, I I like the point that you said that it's going to be hard to penetrate because, like we said, Profe Cruz is very defensive. He's one of those coaches. Um, and, you know, if Necaxa can do anything, is they can sit back. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can sit back and they can take some shots. So Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's going to it's it's gonna come down. I think Antuna's going to be super key, as he, as he has been all season. But without Vega gone, he's going to have to do something special. I think he's capable of it, and I also say that they're gonna win. Uh, it's only one game, by the way. There's no, there's no, like, there's no home and away. It's just one game. So I'm also gonna say two-one. I think that's a good scoreline. So that's that's Saturday's game. Now Sunday, next day, we got Tigres, Tuca Ferretti going against Toluca, and their new coach uh, Carlos Adrián Morales, who uh, just kind of fell into this role. But here he is now. Um, and right off the bat, I'm going to say Tigres win. <laughs> I mean, it's Tigres. Right off the bat, I'm calling it right now. Tigres lose. No way. You can't be serious. Tigres lose. It's over, bro. You can't be serious. There's no reinforcements coming. They can only play 4-4-2 and this have Gignac try to score their, a goal every now time. and then. This is their time. They live for playoff time. It's the only time they're good. <laughs> Usually. What if they bounce out in the first, in the first one, though? What, what's everybody going to start pointing at? Where are the reinforcements as far as in the the transfer windows? Apparently, Tigres is running out of money. They can't re-up on these players. Vargas already left. They don't have that forward presence. They have that other guy. I forgot what his name is. He's doing pretty well. Lopez. But as far as them, Lopez. But as far as them relying on that one person, it's them trying to play a 4-4-2 and still relying on Gignac to try to score a goal off all the off all the corners and everything that they end up getting throughout the game. Based off like Aquino trying to create for them, and if they can't do that, they're facing not only a new coach in Toluca, but it's like statistically proven that whenever teams get new coaches, that usually they'll end up playing better because they're fighting for their spot more so, especially if it's playoff time, which kind of puts a damper into everything else because not only is like nothing backed up by statistics when it comes to playoff time. But when you really take a deeper look at it, it's like Ligia is even fucking wilder because you can't really predict anything. So really anything could happen. So if we're kind of going off those terms, I think Toluca can pull a win off. Toluca will go as far as Ruben Sambuesa takes them, I feel like. Exactly. Because he is he is the key man there. And they have other talented players too. Alexis Canelo's pretty good. Michael Estrada, yeah, good. their striker is decent. Not great, I don't think. Um at creating his own shot anyway but um yeah Sambuesa is is key man and even though he's like fucking 30 million years old he's he's plays like no other player he creates opportunities very unique and you know and and you're telling me it's like all right Sambuesa it's like name one player that can create the same opportunities on Toluca's side that Sambuesa does for Toluca that can do the same thing on Tigre's side for them Oh yeah, I mean, there's no question. Like they have good passers, but like just the 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 type of passes that Sambuesa creates out of no, out of nothing, out of nowhere, really, like through really balls or anything to like a, somebody in stride. It's like he's, you can't almost can't believe he's great, it. Great man, and he's he, he's he's gonna he's he's if he's willing, he's gonna put his, the team on his back, and they're gonna go as far as he takes them. So, but I still think Tigres win because I still think. There's there's stuff left in the tank for Gignac. He's not done yet. He scored like what nine, ten goals this season. I mean, he's ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's but he's still he's not. He, sorry, he's not the same guy that he used to be. He's not, but and he's still. I think he still has that hunger to win and to win one more championship. It's not just him. There's other players like Noel Guzman aging. Other players like Guido Pizarro aging. It's, it's starting to get there, man. And they're not as spry as they used to be. And sooner or later, them not putting in the youth players or trying to, you know, spend money on the offseason or do whatever that they wanted to do yeah. and being real cheap and all that shit, it's going to bite them in the ass. And I think this is the first 
Ligia that we're seeing that we might see that happen, especially when they're playing Arepachan. Like this this game on the weekend, which is a wild card weekend, and we don't know what's going to happen. And normally Tigres would be a lock. This has been the first time where you don't see too many people favoring them. People are obviously like, well, they're probably going to take it. Yeah, I don't know, think they're going like to win that, the title like, at all. Yeah, no, not I, at all. I just I think, think they could you know, get past Toluca here, but yeah, no. Yeah. I like what you but said. But even like, then, I'm not, I'm not taking anything for granted. Like when it comes to when it comes to this Tigre team, because they, they haven't, they haven't really showed up all year, man. I mean, or yeah, else like, they wouldn't be at first round by. It, it's definitely like Tuca's strategy is to run this thing until the wheels fall off. Exactly. And some wheels have already fallen off, you know. Exactly. So yeah, this team is this team is slowly deteriorating, and it's gonna be gone within the next two to three seasons. Yeah. Um, so but that's yeah, that's I, like I six know. tournaments, bro. I don't even think they make it that far. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. The next one to one to two, one to two seasons. I would say. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I still think they, they can get past Toluca here. I think I think Toluca just just kind of lack uh, some. They they lack defensively a lot. Yeah, uh, discipline. They they lack a lot of defensively. Yeah, like discipline and just talent overall. I mean, they don't have very good defenders. I don't think. No, they and, don't. Uh, and their keeper, Luis Garcia, uh, he's, he's been okay, but I don't know if he's... He's not Talavera. Yeah, he's not Talavera at all. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I say Tigres, you say Toluca. We'll see what happens there. Yes. Then in the next one, Monterrey, Puebla. Okay, now I don't even want to hear you argue for Puebla. <laughs> they be Jivas, no. <laughs> I think it's Monterrey, and it's, it's pretty clear to me. I think Monterrey is a favorite, but... Puebla plays so defensively. It's going to be down to whoever Monterrey has going forward, like Rogelio Funes Mori and Castillo, to see if they can break them down. And if they can't do that, then it's over. And I think Puebla ends up being lucky, getting lucky off one goal off a corner or something, and they can be. That would be a huge disappointment for Monterrey. (laughs) That's Monterrey, though, dude. They don't have a game plan. It's like. They, they just put out their best talent out there and they see what happens. Yeah. It's like watching Monterrey play now. every single weekend is like watching like Mexico play a friendly after not being together for like three months. <laughs> it's like that's what it feels like at times. You're just like, do these players even practice together? Like, and then some other times they'll make some beautiful plays together. But half the time you're like, what the fuck is going on out there? And you don't even know what formation that they're in just because they're so convoluted and so either so close to each other or so further apart. And it, you know, yeah. it's like they, they they have amazing players, but I don't know if Duga Mohammed is really taking full advantage of what they can accomplish. Probably not. And yeah, like I mean, this was a team that was fucking dead last um, yeah. before COVID. They didn't win a game, bro. They didn't, they didn't win, win a, a game last. <laughs> they didn't win a single game. They're here now. They've improved significantly in the, the points perspective. Uh, but no, I, I see what you're saying. Um, if they dropped the ball like they did last week. Like, yeah, man, bro. I mean, this a, a, a win for Puebla here would be huge, and it would be just as big a disappointment for Monterrey. I'm still not gonna risk saying Puebla, but no, I mean. No, I agree with that. I think I think Monterrey does take it, but I think it's gonna be closer than people think. No, definitely. I mean, I love Puebla. Puebla's always been an underdog. They've always been uh, the little the little guy fighting, you know, the big yeah. dogs up top, and sometimes they're successful. And I I think everyone likes to see. The little team win, so uh, I don't know. We'll see. This is you see how wild card is in the NFL. It, it's even crazier when you put Liga Mekis into the mix because if you thought the Liga was unpredictable, these these one-off games, no what, no home and away, just one-off. I mean, they're about to be they're about to be wild. And it's funny too because like you usually see like those home and away games, like a team like Tigres, that first leg will get in trouble and then they'll make it back up in the second leg. There's not going to be a second leg. No, not gonna be a <laughs> this second is leg. it. And they there's no to, home field advantage to, or anything for either have, team. I know they were fuming when they didn't get top four. They were no, fuming. <laughs> they might have just like made their own better already. They didn't always get a late. And in the way that they didn't get it, because if you remember, like they called off Gignac's goal for like an offside, I think. Yeah, they and, did. And it wasn't. <laughs> and then in the very next play, Atlas scored to draw one-one and send them. It's so to funny too because it would it would be Atlas, like yeah, would like be. that happens against. They didn't get top but four. But that would never happen at Chivas. Like it's Atlas. <laughs> they got fifth place, and that that sucks. <laughs> it does suck. For yeah, it does. For Tigres to, to have that happen. Either it'll be the worst thing, or it'll be their saving grace. 
Yeah, but that's uh, so. So to recap, y'all, we both got Pachuca, we both got Chivas, we both got Monterrey, and the only game we differ, I'm going with Tigres. Ness is going to Lucas upset. He doesn't believe in Tigres. If you're a avid listener of this podcast, uh, you know he doesn't. <laughs> he loves he loves slewing Tigres almost as much as Cruz Azul. So exactly. But yeah. Man, uh, let us know y'all's thoughts on the repechaje. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild ride, and uh, uh, we'll see who comes out of it on the other side for the real. So the real playoffs can begin, baby. And you know we're gonna exactly. have an episode next week for that. Uh, so stay tuned. But I think that is all we have for tonight. Unless you got anything yes. else, Ness. Uh, nothing. Just be sure to follow me at Nescavelli on Twitter. N-E-S-Q-U-I-V-E double L-I also Aviva and FMF com. How about you, Antonio? Where can they find you? Yeah, y'all follow me at, at Antonio1998 double underscore two underscores at the end on Twitter. Check out my fleets that I'd be dropping <laughs> on there. <laughs> nah, I haven't put one out yet, honestly. I oh. hate it. It's so bad. It's so funny. Everybody was, it's so, everybody was like Man, this is stupid. Or like, what is this? But they're still posting on it. Also, like, fleets. What the hell is that? I guess like a fleeting thought, and they just thought it was like clever. Bro, this is the reason why like the lack of diversity in like STEM fields is the reason why this is called fleets. Like, what the hell kind of name is yeah, this? It is. I'm about to set up my fleet with Max. It's like, what is like, what is going on? on this man? is some. This, this is some. No oh, man. This a mid. This is <laughs> a mid right here, man. It's a mid right here, boy. But no, yeah. Tell you what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, go follow us on Twitter. Follow FMF State of Mind uh, at FMFSOM on Twitter as well for all your Liga MX written content. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk Liga and everything else. Till then, see y'all next time. Thanks for listening.